Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast here on Anchor. Well, I mean, you can listen to it on Spotify and other stuff, but hey, you know, I'm recording it on Anchor. So today I am talking about the recent head coaching hire by the Minnesota Vikings, and that being Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. And then near the end, I'm going to talk about what my expectations are for Halloween ends. All right, so the first one is after helping the Rams with his game plan to win the Super Bowl, the Vikings have hired Kevin O'Connell. I don't know if he's got any head coaching experience, but you know what? I have to say this to the fans of the Minnesota Vikings. Trust me, I'm one of you. Temper your expectations with this. This team, like, I know a YouTube video from the Minnesota Vikings on their own page there on YouTube said they need a new culture there. And that culture should be winning. Enough of the giving quarterbacks multi-fully guaranteed millions of dollars deal BS. We learned that, well, hopefully we learned our lesson there. Probably not because we're the Vikings. But still, I think what Kevin O'Connell needs to do right away is he needs to not only tell his bosses, but his GM that, hey, I am in charge when it comes to getting this team ready to win. Tell the general manager your job is to make the trades, make sure we re-sign the good players, get rid of the bad, blah, blah, blah. We haven't had the winning culture since, what, the 60s and 70s? I mean, we had some in the late 80s and the 90s, you know, but still. And, and I was a big supporter of Mike Zimmer. I was very sad and pissed off that he got fired because of the Kirk Cousins BS. But what made up for it was that they also got rid of Rick Spielman, who is now, excuse me, down in Jacksonville. Which he'll screw up Jacksonville even more than what it already is. So, I think in order for the Vikings to get back to where they need to go to, and I've said this multiple times to my fiance, who, you know, she didn't. She decided she was too good for us to record an episode tonight. So, you know, she, you know, she's got the ego already. And, you know, I have talked to her agent, which I screw her agent. You know, her agent's a pain in my ass. But anyway, I've said this multiple times to anyone that will listen to me. The Kirk Cousins deal, rather people like him or not, was a big waste of money. It was. You can agree with me or disagree with me. This is my opinion, and my opinion turned out to be right. Everyone was kissing his ass, saying, oh, well, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. He doesn't have an offense. Well, we get Justin Jefferson for him. We get, well, we had Adam Thielen already, but still, he gets someone in Adam Thielen and a speedy receiver in Justin Jefferson. Still can't do nothing with it. 
So my reasoning is, is that supposedly now Kirk Cousins has already said he's not taking any less money or ain't going to restructure to where the team gets more money to work with to bring in some free agents that can help this team win. Cut his ass. If you're not going to cut him, trade him. This guy has handicapped the franchise for far too long, and it's going to hurt our new head coach, too. It's going to hurt him because Kirk Cousins is going to play Kirk Cousins ball, where if he can't get it to Adam Thielen, he's just going to sit there and get sacked or throw an interception. And people will say, oh, well, look at his stats. Screw the stats. You could have a quarterback that had the greatest stats in the world, and they'll still lose. Stats only matter when the team wins. And that's why you have teams like the Patriots winning Super Bowls left and right. Tom Brady goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They win the Super Bowl that year. It's you People need to realize that it's not because they're making the most money. It's because they're spreading that money around to have a super team so to speak, built around them so that they can win. It's not that hard. And Kevin O'Connell needs to learn that. And I'm sure by being with the Rams and winning the Super Bowl last year, I'm sure he now knows, hopefully now can talk with the new GM and say, hey, this is what we're going to need in order to be successful. And then go with that plan. Don't just tell the coach, oh, okay, I get what you're saying. No, work with that coach. Tell that coach, okay, we're on the same page. Let's go get that ring. Let's go get that Super Bowl trophy. And I will go to my grave, but I think if we already have bad luck this year, the new coach and GM will not last long. I think the Wolves have made it perfectly clear that they are not here to just waste money. They want to give a Super Bowl to the state of Minnesota. Now, that's easier said than done. I mean, the 60s and 70s led by in the late 60s when we went to Super Bowl IV. Bud Grant, our coach, we had a journeyman named uh, Joe Cap which people will shit on him and all that because he had, in their eyes, one good year. It doesn't matter how many good years he had. He was up in Canada winning Grey Cups. He comes to Minnesota. We go to our first Super Bowl. Now, have we probably kept him for two, three more years? Super Bowl Five might have been us against the Colts and us beating the Colts. And then you had the three Super Bowls in the 70s. You had Super Bowl 8, 9, and 11, but with Fran Tarkenton leading the team at quarterback, and we still lose. But the thing is, is that as a team, even though they were losing Super Bowl, four, even though they lost four Super Bowls, they were still in the playoffs consecutively. They were winning. That's the thing that the Vikings need to learn how to do consistently is win. And that starts with the quarterback. If the quarterback is throwing 
throwing the ball and winning games and being consistent, no one will ever shit on that quarterback. But when he's playing good one game and takes the next game off or four or five games off, yeah, I hate to say it to all the Kirk Cousins fans out there, but yeah, he's going to get shit on for it. And I just hope, I hope their new head coach knows that. My hopes aren't up. I, I, I think I've learned finally that the Vikings are always going to let us down. Hopefully, you know, they they figure it out. But I honestly don't think they will. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Another thing that the Vikings' new head coach, Kevin O'Connell, needs to understand is that it's not going to be easy. This team, at one point, was one game away from being in the frickin' Super Bowl and they wasted it by going after getting rid of one quarterback to go after another quarterback and pay him fully guaranteed money. That's the only reason he came to Minnesota. I don't care what Kirk says. The only reason he came to Minnesota is because we fully guaranteed a contract for him. Had Minnesota been smart, they should have said, okay, Kirk, $25 million fully guaranteed. The rest we'll put in incentives. And if he says no, okay, well, then the New York Jets get to deal with it. But no, we had to be stupid. So I hope for the Vikings, new head coach and new GM, that they figure it out and figure out quick. Because if they don't, we're going to be losers again. And that's the one thing that pisses me off the most with having a team that we do is being losers. We have a team that should be in the playoffs. I, I'm not going to say Super Bowl. That'd be that'd be being too nice. But we should at least be in the playoffs 7 out of 10 times. And if... I don't think we're going to make the playoffs our first year. I hope we do, but I, I, I'd be very surprised if we did. But I think if we haven't made the playoffs by the third year... You're going to have to, A, get rid of either the GM or the coach. But don't keep giving Kirk Cousins new contracts saying, oh, hey, we want to keep you here. We want to keep you here. How much more money do you want? Quit doing that. If he can't get it done this year with a new coach, I don't care if it's a new system or not. If he can't get it done, then cut his ass or trade him because he's not worth it. And also, one day you're going to have to pay Justin Jefferson. You're going to have to pay Thielen again. Or maybe Thielen retires or leaves and goes and plays for a Super Bowl team. Hell, the Rams may need Thielen. But that's the thing that I want to reach to people is that just because we have a new fancy coach and all that that helped uh, the Rams win the Super Bowl 
doesn't mean we're automatically going to win one. <sighs> Sorry about that. But now on to the next topic of Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends is supposedly supposed to come out this month in October. Now with everything going on, who knows, they may delay it again. I'm hoping not, but they might. Um, I'm hoping so, so damn much that it tops Halloween Kills. If Halloween Ends tops Halloween Kills, how would that be for a trilogy? Where one movie tops the other one, and then the last movie tops the second one. That'd be like a three-peat in, in football or baseball or basketball. Well, let's not talk about basketball. But, you know, what if it does? And if it does, more power to them. I'll see the movie even if it sucks. That's just me, though, because I love Halloween. Um... Jamie Lee Curtis shared um, uh, two on-the-set photos. One, well, actually, I guess I can't say on-the-set. She shared some photos of her, um, Andy Matichak, and the actress who plays Lindsay Wallace. I think her name is Kylie Richards or Kim Richards. Maybe Kim Richards is her twin sister or something, but might be Kylie Richards. Anyway... Three of them were wearing shirts saying final girls or final girl. And then Jamie Lee Curtis had another picture where it was just her with that same shirt. Um, If you asked me what I would have done differently with this trilogy, 2018, I would have killed Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode. Reason being, you give more power to not only Michael, but you place that doubt in Allison and Karen. I think, had we gotten the original ending that was supposed to happen where Lori was going to die a heroic death and Michael was going to get like stabbed in the throat or something, I think that would have been a very, very good ending. And then Kills keep the same ending where they kill Karen and then you build into Halloween ends where now it's Allison by herself. That would have been the perfect trilogy right there. Um, but you know, they have made me some mistakes, but Hey, I mean, to be honest with you, the only mistake that I felt Halloween kills made was evil dies tonight over and over again. Um, and hopefully one day Alyssa can, you know, her agent can get through her to her and say, Hey, you know, Steven wants to do a Halloween kills review. Um, we need you for your witty jokes, but you know, Hey, maybe the agent fires her or something. I, I don't know. Maybe the agent's the reason why Alyssa's got a big head now. Who knows? Um, But ultimately, Halloween Ends has to be the defining movie of this so-called trilogy. And if they don't kill Laurie Strode in this one, I don't know what they're going to do. Because people... I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but honestly, her story ended in H2O. 
with her being the hero and all that shit. They shouldn't have brought her back for Resurrections. They should have let her character just live her life. Um, But, you know, Hollywood has different ideas. Uh, I honestly think ends... I hope Halloween ends does really good. I really do. I, I hope it destroys the notion of oh well it's the third movie in a trilogy it's gonna suck i i hope it destroys that immensely and i hope it's a great film um just like i hope that you know when i see scream 5 i hope that one knocks my socks off or whatever analogy you want to use there um still haven't seen scream 5 yet you know, I wanted to on my birthday, but, you know, never get my wishes. Um, and then for the final topic being, I'm trying to get Peter, An- well, I haven't gotten the courage enough to ask Peter Anthony if he would show up on the show to uh, do an interview on his movie Roseblood. I would really like that, and hopefully we can get it done. Um, just, I have to make sure the schedules line up and I have to make sure that I have enough confidence to ask him to be on the show. He, he's a real nice down to earth guy. We did interview him when I was part of another podcast with a friend of mine and it was called the poor boys and just, he was so easy to talk to. So I'm sure if I asked him, he'd be like, yeah, when do you need me? And if our schedules are the same, yeah. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, get that done. And, you know, all the accolades that Roseblood is getting right now, they are well-deserved. Um, if Friday the 13th ever wants to make the real movies again, call the, call Peter Anthony. I think he could do it. So, I think that's going to be it for tonight. I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for the 606 listens on the podcast. Never thought that would ever happen. This is episode 48. We're almost to episode 50. God, that's scary. Um, But, you know, keep showing us that support. Hopefully next week, Alyssa will join us. I know it's been, what, two, three weeks since she has. But, you know, that's what happens when she, when you get an agent and all that. That and we're trying to move. So um, I'll talk to you all later. Thank you all and have a great weekend. Stay warm.